I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. That's pretty good. This is the gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Shout out to our sponsors, Major Team Mortgage, Omaha Laser Dentistry, exclusively iCare, and Liberty Core Real Estate. We appreciate their support. Now let's get back to the gloom. Hey, are you the type of guy that likes to get up early in the winter to battle your jester? Do you love listening to people drone on and on and on about COVID in the gloom? Would you trust your vision to a guy nicknamed Cataracts? Well, if the answer to any of these questions is yes, fellas, you have bigger problems than you think. Dr. Cataracts, a.k.a. Dr. Wolf, can't solve all of your problems, but he can certainly help you solve the problems related to your eye health and vision. You will find many F3 principles throughout his practice. Check him out today at Exclusively Eye Care. And we're back. Uh, man, I, we've been waiting for this one. Uh, I'm excited for for this guy. I actually just got to talk to him on the phone the other night because he was all jazzed up about a, a third F idea. Um, but man, uh, you know, I've had many conversations with this guy uh, in the gloom. Uh, got to share some some conversation and some letters uh, through the F3 Impact Retreat. Uh, and I've just had a blast watching this guy lead, uh, not only in our group, but just um, hearing about him leading, leading his family, leading in the community. Uh, and so ketchup uh, is who I've got on uh, today. And uh, man, you look you look good. Are you growing this beard out for the yeah, wintertime? I'm actually. I probably should have shaved before this. I don't know. I'm in, I'm gonna keep. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be doing this the whole time. It's a little bushy, but <laughs> yeah, it looks good, man. Thanks. Well, um, it's super excited to just hear your story and give you a chance to to tell it for guys. But where we'd like to start off is kind of the that first workout. Who eh'd you? Um, I don't know if you remember the who was queuing or what the workout was like, but would love yeah. any details there. And then yeah. uh, tell us how you got your name. Yeah. So my, as far as F3 Omaha goes, is not traditional. So Brad Pitt actually EH'd me. Um, so in 2020, during COVID, I had uh, like three surgeries. So I tore my bicep at the end of 19, um, had a surgery to get it repaired. And then about I don't know, three, three or two weeks after my surgery, I fell in my garage and I landed on my arm and it pulled out everything that they had done. So I had to go back in again and have it redone. And part of the reason I fell is I had an ankle that was just all sorts of jacked up and it gave out and that's what caused me to fell. And so we were sitting at home, didn't do anything. And so um, we made it, I went in and got my ankle checked out and there was nothing holding it together. So I had it basically reconstructed. And so in the course oh of these three surgeries I had in between February and October of 2020, um, Brad Pitt and my mom would come up and they would basically just help out. Cause like when I had my ankle surgery, I couldn't walk for six weeks. And so when he was up, I committed, he, he'd been doing F3 for a couple years and would all, he'd come up to Omaha. I mean, he knew who Vandalay was. I mean, he'd gone out, there were people in Omaha that knew him and he lives in, you know, Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So he kept gigging me and gigging me. When are you going to get out? So finally I said, all right, fine. You've come up here. You're helping me, you know, <laughs> put me back together. I will commit to one workout when, when we come down and see at Christmas time. So 
my first official F3 workout was part of F3 Cherokee. Um, and it was a ruck. And so we showed up and it was an hour and, you know, I got through that. And I, at that point, I had not done anything physical for the better part of a decade and a half. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, this ain't that bad. It'll be fine. And so then I go the next morning again and just completely got my ass kicked. Like it was one of those where you can't even sit down on the toilet for three days without just like trying to hold on to stuff. It was so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't tell you who was queuing down there. I couldn't tell you. I, I don't remember any of it. I just remember the first one was kind of a, it, I didn't think it was a big deal. And the second one, I was rudely, um, I, it was a rude awakening is what I would say. So we get through Christmas, uh, we come back and I want to say it was January. It was like the first week of January. I remember, I remember thinking, all right, if I'm going to do this, I need to just commit to this. Um, because if I don't keep doing it, or if I say I'm going to wait till it warms up, I'm never going to get back out there. Right. And so I committed to, I think it was, I think it was January. It was either January 6th or January 9th. It was wild kingdom. It was a Tuesday and Mufasa was on the queue and he had us running through the snow in some weird Rocky, like versus the Russians thing, like from that, I think it was Rocky <laughs> five or whatever it was, Rocky four. And I just remember thinking, this is the, <laughs> I just, I will never forget that. He was the guy that, that first guy that led a workout and it was at wild kingdom, which I live um, like a half mile from the site. So it was an easy transition for me. And I think that first round, it was, I think I committed to three days. So like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday was kind of mm-hmm. so we had Mufasa and it was wild kingdom and we were running through the snow and it sounds stupid, but I was just kind of hooked. <laughs> it just kind of mm-hmm. went from there. So um, I got my name because I do competition barbecue and competition steak cooking. And so I threw that out there. I mean, there are so many other things I could have said, um, but that's what I did say. And so then who doesn't like ketchup on a good steak is kind of how it came out to be. <laughs> ketchup is what stuck. And then uh, the closing, whatever, the whole like thing, that was a khakis thing that he added probably, I think it was a month or two after I started posting. And initially I, I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I remember one beat down at top rope, he did it. And I looked at him like, you got to knock that shit off. And he kind of did one of these and stopped. And then later I went back. I'm like, you know, it's just kind of one of those that you just kind of got to own it. Mm-hmm. So I went back to him and, you know, apologize for kind of losing my cool a little bit. And then we, it just, it's kind of stuck from there. So that, that's been kind of the progression. I, I wasn't at, and it made for honestly a weird transition into Omaha because I wasn't EH here. I wasn't named here. I showed up at this site. Everybody thought that I knew what the hell I was doing, which was so far from the truth. Um, so I didn't, I didn't have that kind of traditional kind of new guy FNG, uh, experience that you have in a, as you enter a region. So, yeah. Did you get named down in Cherokee? Yeah. Yeah. So I could have, I could have asked for a new name when I got up here and nobody would have been the wiser, but I stuck with what I was given. So, so then did Brad Pitt post with you here for your first post? No, because they were, I mean, it was like, we were there for, for Christmas and new years. And so we got back home. Um, and they were still down there. So yeah, I just kind of showed up on my own. So, okay. Yeah. And for people that don't know what's, how is, how, what's the connection with Brad you? Brad Pitt is my stepdad. He's not my father-in-law. Everybody thinks he's my father-in-law. He's my stepdad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and he's, is he 70? He's 60, 67, 66. He'll be 67 this year. He's 66 right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if we could all be his level of fitness when we're 67. Well, 
and honestly, he's he's the. I mean, growing up when I because I lived with them through like seventh grade before I moved back to live with my dad. And where they live in Georgia, he had to leave early to get to work at a reason like to make the travel time reasonable. So he, in order, I mean, if he left any later than five thirty in the morning, it would turn into a forty five minute to hour long commute. But if he left before five thirty, he'd get there in twenty minutes. So. I mean, they've lived there for 25 years, almost, maybe 30. Hmm. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Every day he's up five o'clock. He went and worked out at where at their corporate headquarters because he worked for Kimberly Clark. He'd work out from 530 to 630, get dressed and go to work. And that's just he, a, as far as it, a model of consistency. Like, I don't I don't know anybody else quite like him. So, yeah, yeah, because I mean, he's pretty cool in shape. than I think half the people we have in F3 Omaha, to be honest with you, he's a beast. Yeah, that's pretty cool to have um, somebody in your family that's doing F F three with you. Um, yeah, yeah. What? So, man, and I, I guess I, I'm sure you mentioned it, and maybe I forgot, but all the injuries and sort of stuff you had leading up to your time in F three. I mean, how? What's been your progression from a first F perspective? How are you doing today? Doing well. I, you know, I haven't had like the weight loss like a lot of guys have. Um, I, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've. But admittedly, I haven't changed my diet that much either. But from a fitness standpoint, um, you know, I've I've been on I've for a long time been on blood pressure medicine. I was getting to a point where my annual like physical stuff, my cholesterol was starting to go up. Um, as of last year, cholesterol is where it needs to be, and the blood pressure is where it needs to be, which is awesome. You know, from that standpoint, it's been great. And um, it's just, I will say, you know, when I first started work was I, from a mental health standpoint, honest to God, that's where I've seen the biggest impact. Physical health has been great. Yeah. I can run more than I've been able to for a long time. You know, when I had my ankle surgery, it's honestly probably getting in when I did was probably a good thing because it kind of rehabbed it and it's stronger than it would have been otherwise. So that's great. Yeah. Um, I had, like I said, I haven't experienced a lot of the weights, weight loss that a lot of guys have. Um, but just like mentally, I mean, from my standpoint, you know, there's a lot of, you're one of the guys you can run and talk. Running and talking is not something that I can physically do. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, the, the analogy I use is I'm so focused on trying to not throw up in the bushes that you can't think about anything else. Like, and so it, it truly is the only part of the day where you're focused on one thing and that's it and everything else disappears. And it's just, mm. it's a break. And 21 professionally into 22 was a bit of a struggle for me and just stuff going on at work. And so carrying a lot of stress. And so it just, it allowed me just to uncouple from that, even for that short amount of time. And it just kind of sets you up for the day a little bit better than otherwise. Cause I could, I mean, I noticed a difference on the days I'd post and the days I would not post just mentally where I'd be at. That's honestly where I've seen the most impact from my standpoint. Yeah. I love it. I, I would totally agree. And I think a lot of guys are right there with you. I, I am curious, have you, so have you found yourself like rucking, right? That was your first experience. So are you, do you still like to ruck or have you transitioned to running or what, what have yeah, you found? It kind of goes in spurts. Honestly, like the, I, I'll start pre-running usually about this time of the year because I've got to get, I know the CSOP's coming and I got to mm -hmm. get through a six or seven miler. And so I need to kind of get some stamina built up. Um, I, I hurt my back doing some coupon stuff here this last summer. So I've kind of backed off the, the rucking, but I've got, I've got a shield lock with a couple of guys and that's what we've started to do is we'll pre-ruck before beat down and then we'll actually do the beat down. That's been going on now for a couple months, but 
I'll be honest with you. I have not been a, a pre person. I would say consistently. Um, I kind of go in fits and it always seems like the winter months are the ones where I tend to give more effort, which seems stupid. It's the worst mm-hmm. time of year to get out early, <laughs> yeah. but that's just for whatever reason, that's kind of how my cycle's been. It's usually November, December, January, February. It's just getting out and running or rucking it. That just seems to be when I do it. I don't know. Yeah. What, you know, you mentioned the, that you feel like you haven't lost the weight that other guys have. Have you done queen service or, or anything like that? Or I guess is weight loss a goal for you? I mean, it seems yeah, like no, it with- definitely is. Cause I mean, I've got, again, I can't, I, I, if I'm carrying this kind of weight when I'm 50, I, it's not going to be great. So yeah, no, it is. And I did do queen service. And at one point I think I was down like 20 some pounds, but again, yeah. that was on a very specific diet that was probably not sustainable. So I haven't, that, that's where for me, I think some guys, you know, I'm going to throw out a, you know, tea claps to tea party. Like that guy is half the man that he was when he started. And I, mm-hmm. I still remember him coming to Dragon's Lair and watching, just watching how he's progressed. Like, I'll be honest, there's some jealousy. I'm like, what the, like, what, why, why hasn't that happened to me? Now, I don't know what other personal choices he's made in his lifestyle change, but for me, it's the, the diet side. Cause I don't, I don't drink a lot of alcohol. It's not that really. It's, it's the food for me. It's kind of issue. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I just haven't had the weight loss. Yeah. It's tough. Is it tough? I guess. Um, cause some of your hobbies are <laughs> around, around, <laughs> yeah. but, but I don't know, make it, you know, doing the, if it's all, if it's meat, right. That's supposed yeah. to be good for competitive, you. Competitive cooking doesn't necessarily align itself. Yeah. You know, a, a good cook is not generally a skinny cook. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, when you when you do that kind of stuff it doesn't really align itself well with losing weight so um no it's and i will say i've been having some the last couple of years we've been having some pretty pointed conversations with my doctor every year when i go in for my physical and we we're starting to make changes but again i've been doing it i think january will be my three-year anniversary in f3 and it's taken me two years to really get to a point where it's like you know mentally it's because the other thing I, I did too, when I, cause I used to chew tobacco. So I've chewed mm-hmm. from when I was 18, um, two years ago, I stopped with tobacco and I switched to, to nicotine. So all I'm doing are the packets now. So there's no, none of the tobacco side of it. Um, but it's, it's like mentally getting to a place where you're like, I'm putting all this effort and energy into something. I'm doing stuff that's hard and, and honestly kind of dumb getting out in 10 degree weather, running around in the snow. But yet all of that effort, I'm just kind of wasting because I'm not willing to make changes in these other facets of my life. So hmm. it's just taken me kind of two years to get there. Um, but we're getting there. So Yeah, well, for sure. And I think that's the that's a good point, right? It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, it you know, I think it. I still, I mean, I've, I've been trying to out king my queen for five years at least. Yeah. And um you know, I, I will say there's, I, I've, I've been the same weight for the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, you know, yeah. I've lost a little bit of my face maybe, but yeah. um, I don't know. It's, it, it is a, it is a struggle and the diet, I, I would agree. It's the hardest part. And you mentioned a word there, sustainable, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I've done some crazy diet things where I've cut carbs to 30 grams a day or, but that's not sustainable. Yeah. And, you know, and that's honestly, that's where I've had the most success is that low carb diet. And it's been, it's been very successful, but mm-hmm. again, you do it much past six months. It's pretty hard. To, it's hard to keep it going. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think that's, that's good. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys listening that, that would have a similar uh, 
struggle with that. So, you know, I guess, you know, when I'm thinking about that piece too, and the queen service and the shield lock, um, talk to me a little bit about that second F kind of fellowship piece and how that has been uh, helpful for you over the years. Yeah. You know, this summer when I was still site queue, that was something I was hammering on the new guys that would show up is, you know, when I first started and I'll use wild kingdom as an example, cause people are familiar with it. Like I couldn't run from the boat ramp back to the flags. Like I just physically couldn't make it. I remember that. And honestly, it was that first queue with Mufasa, um, wait time walked with me. And mm. it's just, that's a moment that just, you kind of, you'll never forget. Um, and so, because of that in my head, I got it that I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to go sit and have coffee with these guys. You know, like Mm. if I can't keep up and people have to walk with me and then we did, I think it was about a month later, wait time queued out there. And we did this hill on the dam. It was 11s on the dam and khakis just basically dragged my ass up and down that hill. We would run for 10 seconds and walk for 10 and run for 10 and walk for 10. And it's again, one of those moments where you're just like, you feel bad because these guys are like giving up their workout and they don't want to be doing it because, you know, come on, get your ass in gear and get, you know, get in shape. And so for a while, it was probably six months before I started going to coffee. Um, and I realized how much I missed out on by not going. Um, and it's, you know, even <laughs> if everybody knows fine print, one of his comments, he goes, honestly, I just show up for the coffee. The workout is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But it, it's those are it's getting the guy just talking to people, you know, figuring out who they are, what they are, because um, it's it's you, it's hard to get that when you're just sweating and not talking and, and really communicating. And especially when you have big groups, you just you can't you can't have those conversations and finding out, like you said, these questions. How'd you get your name? Where are you from? Why are you doing this? Um, you know, you, you tend to kind of be you, you just get to know guys better. And that's that's, you know, everybody has said it. You show up for the fitness, you stay for the fellowship. I mean, that it, it is absolutely true. Absolutely. Yeah. True. How, how did you overcome then that that feeling of like, uh, I'm not not worthy for coffee? And then like, what was that first coffee like for you? I think it was just getting comfortable with people. So it's like, and it was, for me, it was just more time. And, you know, even, even today, physically, I'm still towards the back of the pack, but I, I think it's more of, I stopped mentally. I stopped comparing myself to where like you would be like, if you and I were running against each other or we're in some sort of burpee challenge, I'm not going to be able to keep up with you, but it's also, I'm asking an elephant to quack. Like Mm. my objective is where was I yesterday? And once mentally I kind of shifted or that changed that for me, it was like all that crap that went along with, I'm not good enough went out the window. And frankly, I don't care. You know, it was like, I'm doing what I can do. I know I can see myself improving. I can see myself getting better. And therefore in my mind, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm qualified to to go to, go to coffee. Yeah. So you versus you sort of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's key. You know, it's interesting because I, I do crazy stuff because I'm an addict and I do crazy stuff, but I don't do, my intent is certainly not ever to make anybody feel. Um, yeah. Know, and it's never been that, you know, I'll, I'll use, you know, I've talked to DeVito quite a bit. He's a newer guy that's been coming out and, you know, yeah. he's, he's a bigger guy. And there was a day we were out at, I did a rod and um, Mufasa was queuing again. Somehow I've got, I don't know why I keep going to his cues, but he had I mean, they ran three and a half miles and you know i ended up staying back with devito 
And, you know, he was making some comments about, you know, I just can't keep up with these guys. And afterwards I texted him like, dude, this is, you, you can't expect to keep up with these guys. If you, if you hold yourself to that level of expectation, you're going to fail and you're going to get down on yourself. You can't do it. Where were you yesterday? And mm-hmm. you know, I, I think after he had his VQ here a month or so ago, and he texted me afterwards and he goes, I actually use that in my, you know, COT, which was super humbling to hear, you know, it was That's awesome. cool. But his, it's just, it's that mentality shift and, and it isn't, but people have to get there too. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, there's certainly, I'm not carrying any of that expectation or pressure when I'm working out with new guys, but they also have to accept or accept that I'm not holding anything against them. And that would, mm-hmm. let's say we walk for an entire workout. That's perfectly fine. You know, we're here to support each other and keep moving forward. That, that's what we're here for. Yeah. For sure. No, I love that. I, I, I think that's great. And it, I think it even goes for like, if a guy shows up and he thinks the workout's not hard enough, <laughs> yeah. like similar mentality, right? Yeah. You versus you modify and make it harder than, yeah. right? I mean, like exactly. you can always, you know, do, do both sides of that. And that's yeah. what I think is, is so beautiful. And DeVito, man, what a, what an inspiration to just see him. Oh, yeah coming out, you know, yeah. and continuing to come back. You know, I think Gator said this the other day, but he said like, you know, most of us and some people do this, but mo- most of the time, like you don't drink before you go to the bar, right? You go to the bar to drink. <laughs> That's right. So similar, like you, right. you don't, you know, get fit and then come to F3, yeah. you go to F3 to get fit, you know, yeah. and, um, yeah. and that stuck with me. But so I'm curious from a second F perspective too, I feel like, um, and I, I have this uh, vivid memory of you at, at your first Q source. And I think, I can't remember what we were talking about. It was like 2.0s or something to do with the concentrica. Yeah. And I just remember you were like, I don't really know what this what this is, but I'm interested. And, and you had a lot of questions and we're just engaged and yeah. would be curious your, what's been your experience with, with Q source or some of those other second F pieces. Yeah, no Q source has been good. It's just where I've gone typically on days. I don't, where I go, just, they don't typically have Q source. Um, yeah. That being said, the ones that I participated in, I've always gotten something out of it. You know, um, everybody wants every, I mean, people will joke around that F3 is a cult, which by definition it is, but <laughs> nothing, nothing negative has ever come out of it ever. Like, I mean, you can sit there. I mean, I, you know, I've seen some of the Twitter feuds between different regions on, you know, I don't want somebody to tell me how to live my life and I don't want all this guidance. I'm like, is the guidance really that bad though? Like mm-hmm. they're not telling you to go out and kidnap children and burn houses down. It's trying to help you be a better person. Um, and, you know, I've, I've read probably half of QSource. I haven't gotten all the way through it. Yeah. Um, but I like those those types of environments where guys will, you know, show some vulnerability and open up. Um, and sometimes when you see a guy who's close, it's kind of fun to kind of nudge him and kind of get him to maybe break out a little bit. Like, I just I just like that stuff. It, it's mm-hmm. been good. Um, you know, as far as, as like the second F stuff where I've this last year, I've really tried to make a point to, you know, text call, um, a lot of the new guys, some of the guys that were where I was when I started three years ago, because I remember what people did for me. Um, I'm trying to pay that forward. You know, I, there was, when I, when I took the flags at wild kingdom, um, I made a comment. It's, uh, you know, F3, F3 needs the six as much as the six needs F3. Um, having guys, you know, show some humility and slow down and help the guy next to him is almost forcing them into those situations is almost as important in my mind as those guys that need the help getting it. Um, 
And so that's what I've tried to focus on. Um, you know, one guy that he's, he's been coming here lately, who's been crushing his minnow, you know, he's, he's a respect guy, super great guy. He's just all in, you know, and it's, it's, and you could tell there's been some times where he struggled and you kind of hang back with him and you, and, you know, you get a text message him or a note from him the next day saying, Hey man, I really appreciate that. It, so, you know, you made an impact and, um, Hazel Rockets the same way. He had his VQ last week and mm-hmm. there was a day we were up on the dam at Wild Kingdom and we I did what Khakis did for me. He couldn't run, so we did 10 seconds on, 10 seconds off, and we got back to the flags. Um, mm-hmm. So it's for me, it's trying to pay that forward for the guys that were doing it for me previously because I know wow. what kind of impact it had on me. Yeah, well, I, I totally agree because if we're, we're trying to build male committee leadership – there's so much leadership to be learned in that, that act of humbling yourself and going to get, going to be shoulder to shoulder next to somebody that needs help, you yeah. know, cause, cause it takes a lot of humility for the guy to, to show up and acknowledge that he needs the help. Right. So like on both sides of that, I think um, I, I remember sort of this moment in my, you know, journey with F3 where it's like, okay, if I'm not willing to go and pick up the six, then I'm not leading well. Yeah. Like it's just not leadership if my choice is to always selfishly prioritize my, yeah. you know, because yeah. you just, it, I don't know. I, I think it's just so key. Like you said, we need the six. Like if we didn't have the six, then we're just a bunch of bat flippers that are, you know, and, no, we're and basically, that's not what the world needs. We're basically CrossFit is what we are. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you you look across the West Sector region, and this is not to cut anybody else out from Sarpy or DC or any of that. So if I don't say names, it is what don't take it personal. But I mean, you look across the board at guys like you know Escobar and Grizz and Hardhat and yourself, and I mean, it's these are people that set the example. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like they're guys that you know maybe one of them does better in another area, but it's like if you if you in aggregate you put everybody together. everybody kind of fills blind spots where, you know, yeah. Escobar may be really, really good at this, but Grizz is really, really good at this. And you put them together and you've got a complete package. And it's just the complete lack of ego. That's, that is the one thing that I have seen in this region because I've, I've, I've gone down rage in a couple others. Um, there is honestly, the guys that come into this with ego, they don't tend to last. And right. that for me has been pretty awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty special. It's cool to just be a part of and to just watch and yeah. and like experience. You're like it's certainly not my experience in the corporate world. <laughs> you know? No, it's not. Yeah, totally yeah. different. Yeah. Um, well, I I am curious too because some of the the other like relationships, right? So Q Source talks about the Concentrica and. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly when we're coming into F3, we go through a lot of changes. Curious what, you know, if you've noticed any impact on your relationship with maybe your M or with your 2.0s or some of those other key relationships since you've been in F3, any positive impact there? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm definitely a work in progress with my, you know, personal relationships for sure. I think that's kind of a never ending thing. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely has has made me be more aware Um and keep them in the forefront and try and find that balance um, between what's important and what's not important. Um, You know, I think prior to F3, which it's, and I don't know if it was, if it was entirely F3 or if COVID had a little bit to do with it, but when I came into, you were coming out of COVID and, 
you know, how we ran our lives prior to 2020 versus how we run our lives now is night and day. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I would say is F3 really helped is put into focus what is important and what's not important. And understanding that maybe the stress and the pressure I was putting on myself at work to do certain things, because in my head, it was if I didn't, you know, it's homeless under a bridge, wife left me, kids won't talk to me, dog died, truck died, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just it's not that and it making sure that you've got a place where your family is safe, feels safe and, and everybody trusts each other, each other. And that that is first versus, you know what, I've got this deadline. I'm going to have to sacrifice everything and go get it done, which yeah. ha- still happens from time to time. But sure, it just it definitely it put things in focus more than it did before. Um, and where I've, I've really enjoyed the 2.0 stuff. I think one of one of the highlights of my F3 um, uh, career so far is we did a my middle son. We did a Boy Scout led 2.0 beat down at Dragon's Lair. And I still get emotional thinking about it. We had 70, I don't even 70 some people there with kids. And I mean, we, they planned the workout. They led most of it. They taught, I mean, it was just, just, I was incredibly proud of these kids and they were fourth graders at the time. So I really, really like, it gives me something to do with them that they really enjoy. Now my oldest son, he's 12 now and he doesn't like getting up early and he doesn't want to go work out, but my middle son still loves it. And I've still got a little one who's seven that he likes to get out too. So it's, I've really, really enjoyed that part. Um, you know, and as far as my M goes, um, you know, we've, it definitely has changed how we communicate. And what mm-hmm. I would say is it's, it's gotten, it's made me more aware of those moments when I've felt when I'm feeling stress versus not stress. Whereas before it was hard to kind of tell what was going on. It has definitely helped in that sense and in, in approaching things differently and thinking about things differently, for sure. Interesting. What what do you think their perception of, of F3 is? Your, your 2.0s? <laughs> At this point, it's probably I do it too much. It's probably a thing. It's pretty easy for that to get out of balance. Um, but and, and honestly, I think maybe they're a little tired of hearing about it because that's pretty much all I talk about a lot. But um I, you know, I'm going to, it's been positive. I mean, my wife was after me before, before I got into it. I mean, it was like, Hey, you really need to find something to focus your energy on. Um, and now that's transitioned to, okay, you've gotten established in F3. What's that next thing? I'm like, I'm pretty good right here. I'm just going to focus right here for now. Yeah. Uh, but my kid, like I said, it's for my kids. It's something that's fun. I get my, I'll come home from working out and the kids will be in the living room and they'll be like, Hey, how was F3? Like, it was, you know, it sucked, but it was fun. You know, yeah. so it's been from my standpoint, you know, we talked earlier, we talked about Brad Pitt and that consistency that I saw out of him growing up. You know, they may not be directly involved. They may not have any interest in it. But my hope is that as they get older, they can see that, you know what, this was a change that dad made. This was a commitment he made. And regardless of what was going on, this is what he did in the mornings. And so that I'm hoping that sets in, but it'll be a while before we see if that actually worked or not. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, you mentioned, um, well, first of all, T claps to you for organizing that the boy scout, uh, troop to lead. I think that's really cool just to identify, Hey, there's an opportunity. Let's put it together. You know, I think that was really cool. I, I am curious, you know, when you think about, you, you mentioned sort of, sometimes it's hard to keep uh, sort of those rhythms, you know, aligned right between family and F3. And mm-hmm. how have you uh, sort of managed those, those conflicts or that tension when it comes up? Any yeah. advice there? 
you know, I will say this. I'm very fortunate. My M is very accommodating in that sense. And there really hasn't been anything that's come up where it's like, you know what, you're giving this way too much. Like I need more. Hmm. Um, but that being said, if there is a direct conflict between F3 and home, F3 is the first one that gets cut out and home wins. Yeah. You know, it's like if she's got to be somewhere or, you know, see, so we've got she she manages people in like four other states. And so she has hmm. her annual kind of review tour coming up. So she's going to be gone for half the month of December doing that. And the odds of me getting out during that time is probably going to be slim to none, but that's, it's just what it is. You know, she's willing to accommodate me in the morning. And so I've, you know, when the time comes, I got to accommodate her and, um, it we've, we, but again, she's never been, she's been super accommodating with her super. Um, she's kind of a, she's a, she's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, she's empathetic to a fault is what I would say. So okay. she's definitely, definitely knows that it's something that I need and want. And so she does everything she can to, uh, support that. And then when, the, so when the opportunities come up where she needs my support, I, I do everything I can to help her out too. Yeah. So. I love it. That's cool. And as long as her opportunities are in the colder months, then it's not so hard to <laughs> you know, skipping a week in the middle of December doesn't suck. So. Right. Yeah. When our daughter was born in November, uh, two years ago, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. No, you know, not too bad. It's not too bad. Major team mortgage at Exarban Mortgage specializing in home purchase and refinance home loans. Their mission is to purposely empower people to experience their good life through building wealth with real estate. You know, fellas, showing up in the gloom is no different than showing up for conversation around your future of building wealth with real estate. Join the action economy and get in the game with Sasquatch. Text or call John at 402 212 0149 to schedule a time today. NMLS number 1392750 equal housing lender. Um I I am curious, you know, sort of looking at all these all these things, right? You got fitness fellowship and then you got the faith piece and I I am curious your just what's been your faith journey? Uh, maybe how has F3 helped and I I would love at some point just to hear your perspective on the impact retreat. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, you know, I, I am a Christian. I believe in God, but I'm not an active churchgoer. That's just not, I grew up in small town, Nebraska. And my experience with church uh, wasn't always as altruistic as they make it out to be. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I, you know, I, I do feel being, I will say that participating in, you know, if you look at a lot of the stuff that F3 does, um, has never really been on my radar until I started. And now paying attention to what those things are and thinking of ways that I can give back, um, that is just, it's just something I've never done up until mm -hmm. now. And so um, I will say, and, and the stuff that I would have gotten involved with before, pretty much the solution was just throw money at it, you know, but now we have opportunities to, to spend time to enter, like to actually do something, um, and you get a lot, I will say, you get a lot more personal fulfillment when you're physically doing things versus just writing checks. I mean, yeah. you, you just are. Granted, money's great. People need money. It'll help. But it's just, a, it hits different on the inside when you actually do that. So, um, you know, the thing we've got going right now is the, my wife organizes this thing called Trees of Love. Um, she talks to nursing homes around the community people that don't have any family, she'll get their names and put together a list. I'm actually was looking at the list before this call because it just came out. 
Um, you know, they, they want a pair of socks. Somebody wants a chapstick holder. You know, these are just little things. And she's done this for the last 10 years. Um, and so it's being able to kind of take that, even though it's not my idea, take that. And I brought it to F3. And so every year we've had, I think first year I brought it up, we had two people participate last year. I think we had seven or eight. And currently I've got 12 names that I got to get people to. So mm. helping with that piece of it, it has been awesome. Um, I would, I have not participated in any of the Heartland Hope stuff just because it always conflicts with games and sports, but that is something sure. I want to get my kids to. Um, it's just, I will say that it, it has made me more aware of the fact of the physical act of it versus just the money side, how much more fulfilling it is. So that's been, yeah. Hey, while you're at it, send me, send me a couple names. Uh, <laughs> I, will do I would, that. would love that. I, you know, what I will say is like, I'm, we're in this season of life, right? With a two-year-old and an eight-year-old yeah. where it's, it's chaos. And so oh, yeah. for, for me, like, uh, who was it? Vlasic the other day showed up, had boxes for Operation Christmas Child. Yes. I'm like, perfect. Sign me up. I don't, <laughs> I can do that. You know, um, yeah. you know, cause I'm, we're sort of in this season where like, yeah. okay, most of it's writing checks, but when stuff like this comes up. Yeah. Um, it's really well, cool you, to be you able see to all these guys. Involved. I mean, you see what Vandalay does, you see what Thor does, you see what Vlasic does. And it's so like, you know, when I called you the other night on that, that kids against hunger thing, it's just like, it's just every once in a while you get that thing and it just kind of hits you hard. And it's like, mm -hmm. all right, what, what can I do here? And so, if, you know, we can get exposure to this guy and, and bring people in to help with this, then yeah, let's do it. And honestly, that would be the first one that, you know, I would have ever like helped organize or got set up. So it's, it's, I don't know, I'm excited about that one. So yeah. hold off here. Hey, share, share a little bit about that for guys listening. Cause by the time this yeah. airs, we'll probably be launching something for it. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, a gentleman that I met when my boys were selling popcorn. Um, he's, it's an organization called kids against hunger. And from what I understand, they accept donations. They use those donations to buy food. And now the food consists of like beans and rice grains. And they'll, they come in and they, they have all these tables set up. And you'll take this bag. It's probably a probably a quart size bag would be my guess. And you take just a cup of things and you put them in the bag. You weigh the bag. It has to be within a certain amount. You put it in a box and then that box is sealed and then it's shipped off to, you know, developing countries that need help. Um, and so when I when I went, uh, I went to deliver the popcorn that this guy bought. Uh, he had me meet him at Kings of Kings and I walked in. This was a, I think it was a Wednesday there were probably 200 to 300 people in this church that had just, I missed the main part of it um, hmm. when they were filling the bags, but they had just gotten done. And I, I want to say they filled something like a thousand boxes worth of food and each box would have say 20 bags in it. So wow. it, it's super impactful. Now, what I don't know is I don't know where the food goes. Like I don't know specifically who it goes to support. Um, but what I do know is it actually has to be inspected by some government entity before it is, sh it is shipped out. So it is, you know, it's not just Bob mailing Cheetos across the ocean. It's some <laughs> station that is, it's doing something. And so it, mm -hmm. we're at this point, I need to get him introduced to some of our third F leaders, talk logistics. Cause the one thing he mentioned, cause I asked him how often you do this. And the response I got back was, well, it depends on donations. So I don't know how much money they need. I don't know. Um, I don't know how often they go. They have a facility off of 180th and Q, which is perfect for the West sector. Um, it's kind of part of everything. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, if we can get some guys wrapped around it to either, you know, donate some money or help fill bags and you can use your kids too. So I think you can get, you know, 10, 12 year old kids in there. It, it works great. So, yeah, I love it. And maybe, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see, see what happens with that. Maybe, maybe we do collect donations for a couple months and then, you know, center around an event at some point to do the packaging or whatever that looks like. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was awesome. You just called me and you're, I could tell you were jazzed. I was, so, I was pretty yeah. jazzed. So the other thing too, is I'm a pretty impulsive guy. And so <laughs> like a lot of me is like, I just get it out and then it sticks. And then I need people to kind of pull me back a little bit because yeah. it, I won't get moving too fast. And sometimes it ain't the best idea, but in this one, yeah. I think I definitely have some legs. Definitely. Have yeah. some legs. Well, helping others is, is not necessarily a bad thing to be impulsive <laughs> no. about. Right. No. I think that's good. Well, you know, tell me a little bit about then, um, on the, the sort of more spiritual faith side and the impact yep. retreat. What was your experience there? Yeah. So I, I will tell you this, the one I spent, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my man Jeeves. Uh, so when we were organizing this, I, when I signed up for it, I had no idea what to expect. Like I said, I'm not a, I, I am a Christian, but I'm not a super spiritual guy. I'm not a, an avid churchgoer. And so when I heard this, I think my comment is like, well, nothing I've done, like I said, back to that adage, nothing I've done with F3 so far has been bad, but nothing that mm -hmm. I've gotten out of it has been negative, regardless of what I've done. So let's give it a shot and see what happens. Um, as soon as we were organizing Cart, like I texted a bunch of guys and, and Jeeves, I think, reached out to a bunch of people, said, if anyone wants to ride together, I'll drive, which after the fact, don't drive in Jeeves car. And I'll, I'd tell Jeeves that. <laughs> um, but he, so we're, we're getting stuff organized and I send this this text back out to everybody. And I think three or four of the guys were already peeled off doing their own thing. And that just left me and Jeeves left over. And then he asked if I would drive. And I said, sure, I'll drive. Never really talked to the guy. I met him before. So I show up and I pick him up from his apartment, which was an ordeal in itself. It was it was a riot. But what I got out of that is I got an hour there with him and I got an hour back with him. And um, just who he is as a person, it he's he's fascinating. And if, if people like that, I, I, I will honest to God say one of the biggest takeaways from that weekend was getting to spend those two hours with Jeeves. Hmm. Not nothing against the not, and and I I've I've said this in my COTs before a lot is you are where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there, yeah. And you can call it divine intervention, you can call it God giving you a nudge. Something about that weekend put me and Jeeves together and put us in that car together for two hours. So yeah. I will say that that was and and it's still a relationship today. You know he's he's had a lot of struggles in his life and getting to hear his story and seeing where he is today. Um, you know, the guy's a survivor and I think a survivor more than people would give him credit for. Um, and to see what he's doing now, given everything he's gone through, I mean, that's one of, it's a pretty impressive, pretty impressive thing. So yeah, specific to the retreat itself, um, you know, it, it definitely spiritually took me to a place that I don't go very often. Um, it mm -hmm. forced me to talk about things that I don't talk about very often. Um, think about things I don't talk very often and, you know, just, I, I still, the letter you wrote me is still up on my wall in my bedroom, you know, and it, and I think you wrote me one frosty wrote me one. Um, I, uh, Brad Pitt wrote me one. Um, just like, just the, at that point with where I was at in life and with work and F3 and all of it, like the fact that people would just take time to write something like that 
Yeah. That was the most profound thing at that time. And again, it's, it's a lot of guys. Like, I know we have a bunch of packs that tend to stay away from the Q source because they feel like it gets a little, I don't know why, but they just don't like it. Yeah. Um, and, and religion is an, is a very, very personal thing. And so a lot of guys are, are not comfortable expressing that in public, but if you're willing to let yourself go there, e- even if it, it just to experience it, yeah. it, it, the impact it has as you carry it out of there is, is very profound. I mean, you know, there, uh, FDIC did a, did a, uh, a guided prayer thing while we were there. Um, super impactful. And just to, to let yourself calm and think and, and reflect without all of the stuff, um, yeah. It, it, unless you, it's hard to explain because unless you go through it, it's really hard to explain. And you want to see 50 grown ass men ball their eyes out. Yeah. Have, have a bunch of people who love them, write them letters and tell them how much they love them. And they will mm-hmm. be these just grown ass man tears for an hour. Yeah. And, and it's like I said, some people are turned off by that, but if you, if you would let yourself get there, the impact it has on you, it's, it's amazing. It really is. Yeah. Well, you went the first year and then I, I went last year and I, I, you know, really similar takeaways I, other than I didn't get the opportunity to ride with Jeeves, but <laughs> you know, just the value of, of, like you said, telling, telling people you love how you feel, how, yeah. you know, and, and taking time to write it out, I think was huge. And then also just the, the impact of setting aside some time. You know, yeah. time away, quiet time, reflect, evaluate, you know, and, and really, especially that time of year, right? Going into the new year and um, yeah, just was huge. I, uh, you know, so the, the small group I was in, I was in the cabin with uh, Fish Oil, Thor, Sasquatch, myself and FDIC. Hmm. I think it was those group. And I remember first first day we're there, Fit FDIC asked me why we're there and everybody's go, asked us all why we're there. And we're going around the room and they get to me and I said, well, I'll be straight up with you. I didn't come here to find Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a direct comment that I made because it was just like, look, man, I'm it's just at that point, I think the walls were up a little bit. By the time we got to the third day, like I wouldn't necessarily say I was still there to find Jesus. I'd found Jesus, but my I was willing to accept and understand a lot more than initially when I got there that first day. And again, that's some of that impulsivity that I deal with every day where the wall comes up. It's like, listen, motherfucker, I ain't going to do this. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But if you allow yourself to just maybe slow down, breathe and think, you realize, all right, that was a bit extreme. And that's not what this is about. It's really about you deciding where you want to be in this journey and what you want to let in and how much you want to let out. And hmm. that, that was it. I just, I will remember that. And I, I, I still to this day, you know, go up to FDIC. I'm like, I ain't here to find Jesus, bro. You know, it's, kind yeah. of fun. <laughs> I love it. Where, where do you think that, um, sort of impulsivity or, um, you know, sort of drive comes from any idea? I don't know. It's something I've been dealing with my whole life. I don't have any idea. I, it just, it's this initial kind of gut reaction to a situation. And in some cases it served me well and others it has not. And I would say that, you know, you get to a point in life, especially when you start having kids and you get married and you're dealing, you maybe climb the corporate ladder a little bit. You can get away with it when you're younger, as you get a little bit older, you got to temper that a little bit. And I still struggle with that every single day, you know, like straight up, there was at the leadership meeting Saturday, you know, Gator, uh, 
I'll, I'll maybe blow him up here a little bit, but he was sitting next to me and uh, he, he used to chew tobacco as well. And he, he showed me that he'd quit tobacco and he'd switch to those nicotine packets and my initial reaction. And he was chewing the eight. So he's still on the diesel. So he's still got a lot of shit mm-hmm. in his body. But um, my comment to him was like, Oh yeah, I'm on the twos. It wasn't because initially I'm like, this is awesome. That's so cool. We got something to talk about and relate about. It wasn't like, dude, I'm really proud of you. That's fantastic mm-hmm. that you've made this step. It was initially, it was like, oh yeah, well, I'm at the twos. You need to get down there. And so it's like <laughs> situations that I'm still struggling with. You know what I mean? It's like I had this opportunity to support this guy and lift him up and tell him how great of a job he is. And instead I'm like, yeah, call me when you get down to the twos. Then we can talk. Right. You know? Yeah. Get on my level, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of that. It's kind of that. Oh, I love it. So oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that yeah. experience. And, you know, I think impact retreat, hopefully guys that go, I'm sure we'll have a, a bunch of new guys with, with yeah. good stories. Even and- I was for, if anybody does listen to this, that's my number one thing is it's, it, you, if you're afraid of it, you, it you're going to miss out. And again, is there, mm-hmm. what, what have you done with this organization that you've left something thinking that was a bad idea or I didn't get something out of it, or I wished I wouldn't have done that. In, yeah. I can, I've, in three years, that has never happened. Even if, regardless of the workout, what was talked about, who was there, all that stuff. It have, I've never left one of these. And that, that impact retreat, same thing. Yeah, it's going to get touchy-feely and it gets a little weird. But if you can just allow yourself to experience it, you're going to grow tremendously. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Hey, you know, as we're looking at the mission, right? So, so um, you know, trying to reinvigorate or invigorate male community leadership, right? So some of the ways we do that, VQs and, and site cues. I think you were the, um, I, I want to say you were like the the earliest identified successor in the history of F3 Omaha uh, <laughs> site cues. <laughs> That's just because the boss didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I think he identified you like the day after he got the flag. Um, but tell us what, what that experience yeah. was like to get to be the site queue at Wildcat. Yeah, so he actually called me in like April, said, hey, you mm-hmm. want to take over site queue? And I'm like, you got six months left. He goes, I could quit tomorrow. I don't care. I said, well, yeah. <laughs> I said, yes, I'd be happy to do it. But like, if you're asking me to take over it now, because at that point I was traveling a ton for work and I was just like, there's just no way I can do it. But yes, I'd be happy to take over in October. And Honestly, it was super cool. Like I, you know, like I said, that was the first site that I posted at in Omaha and to get it from Mufasa, you know, who led the first workout that I was at. And, you know, he, he's a guy that's, he, he really, he does a great job at reaching out to people. And I mean, you got to keep up with him because he moves quick, but mm-hmm. to, to, to get the flags from him. And again, that kind of that, like that was the first place that I worked out at like that wild kingdom just has a special place in my heart more than any other site in Omaha. Um, so that was, that was super awesome. And I think honestly, that was the first place that Brad Pitt ever worked out at too. So, um, so yeah, so it was awesome. And I think, and and I talked a little bit about this when I passed the flags, to sweet, sweet, it was, you know, when I came into it in my head, I had these visions of, of that. It was going to be like it was when I started in 21, where you had wait time, you had uh, roadhouse, you had barn door, you had cheap seats, you had all these the mainstays. Um, at that point, I'm thinking crab cakes was there quite a bit. Um, Thomas was coming all the time. Um, I mean, it's just all these people that you, you, that I associated with when I started. And I remember the first couple weeks, like there, none of them came anymore. Cause at that point, I think whetstone, whetstone had started, I think a couple months before, and it pulled a lot of those guys away. Um, mm-hmm. 
which was, I mean, again, that's the point. But mentally, when you take this flag, you're like, and straight up, there was ego on my side. So I'm like, Fuck yeah, you know, I made it on the psyche, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be so awesome. And then you're just kind of like, okay, I got to readjust. <laughs> yeah, but what happened sure. was, it, I mean, the site flipped over, and which is what you want to have happen. So you have guys like Hi-Hat and Sweet Sweet and Tumbleweed's been coming a lot. Um, you know, how these guys that from, from basically the, when I took it in 22 to when I just gave it up this year, it's just a whole new cast of characters and you get these regulars hunger, man. I mean, all these guys that, that you, they, they are now the people that are coming in now, those are the people they know that, you know, versus the people I had when I started. So, um, yeah. you know, in that first year, I think we got through January and I did kind of a, a themed couple months where. I think we had a Redwood month, we had a respect month, we had a hate month. And that was just to try and I think, get people that didn't regularly. And I tried to focus on guys that didn't regularly come. So guys like Patton, um, wait time had kind of backed off at that point. Chicklets, I mean, he he had never been to Wild Kingdom. And he, I think hmm. he's been out there half a dozen times now. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Ozark was there. And I, I want to say, did we have... Uh, I think we maybe had um, Vlasic and Lincoln Logs at some point. And then the hate guys. So we had Baby Shoes and we had uh, Urkel and we had um, Taxman and I had Patchy Adams. So three mm. out of those four are all, you know, side cues now. Um, yeah. And then the Red, that's what it was. Yeah, the Redwoods, we had some other guys come in. So that like getting to hear their story and get them to kind of communicate, that was super cool. Now, the thing I realized from that is I was scheduled out 12 weeks and so getting VQs and getting guys that say, hey, can I post and or getting, you know, some diversity and getting new guys in, that all went out the window. And so right. after we kind of got through that, I think a couple guys were asking, hey, what's your next theme? And I'm like, I, I don't want to do that anymore because it at that point it was, you know, I, I, went, I transitioned from that to just focusing on all right, who can I target who hasn't maybe not the VQs, but who hasn't queued a lot who's only done a couple of times, who hasn't been here. And then, you know, would reach out to them and ask them if they wanted to leave. So that's kind yeah. of how I handled it. From there. I, I thought the theme um, months were great. I don't know if you did it differently. Would you do like a VQ month in between there or something? Yeah, or? I thought about that, but getting four VQs lined up in a row, that's it. I mean, yes, if we, if somebody could get that pulled off, that would be awesome. <laughs> and it was in yeah. my head, but at that point I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> So, because you only have yeah. so many, and if some of the VQ or some of the FNGs, if they've never posted at Wild Kingdom, pulling them over to that site to do their VQ can be a little tough. So, um, yes, yeah, if so, somebody out there that's a site Q now wants to try and pull off a VQ month, that would be pretty awesome. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um, I love it. I I think it's it's been cool and sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, I know you told the story during the shovel pass, but t talk us through the yeah. Selecting I mean, him. he came. I mean, he came to this group just through the worst circumstances ever. I mean, I, his first post was at that memorial post right after Nugent uh, was killed, and you know, it's and he inter he he's a he's a leadership. He's a leader by um, under protest is what it is. Like, mm. He's been in. Sparty, Sparty's a bully. He is. And he's pushed it. Yeah. And it, but it's, here's the thing is it's like every time you ask him to do stuff, he'll never say no. Now he won't necessarily raise his hand for it because he's like, ah, I don't think I'm good enough for that. Or I don't know why I want to do that. But when he does it, like, I, I mean, I, I still remember that um, silent auction thing we had at MCL's office here last, last fall. And he had to speak in front of 200 people 
and dude, I mean, the guy just commands attention when he talks and he comes across as this super quiet reserved guy, which he is, but you get him going and he won't stop. Like he'll just remember. <laughs> um, but you know, we had lunch about a, a couple of weeks before the, before the flag pass. And, and he was kind of sharing all this that, you know, these guys, people ask him to do all this stuff with Chris and I'm like, why would you ever say no? And he kind of stopped and like it, you could, he had never thought in his mind that saying no to something was even a possibility. And I'm like, and again, no, you do you, but why, why wouldn't you say no if it gets to be too much? And mm-hmm. his comment was because Chris would do it for me. And it was mm-hmm. like, I mean, at that point it's like, all right, this, this guy's just, I mean, he's destined for the moon. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just, he does, he's not a lead from the front guy, but as far as impactful as he is from leading from the back, like people just follow him. So it, yeah, he yeah. was in, and I tagged him early. I think I had him picked in like June, um, June or July, I think is when I, when I asked him. Um, Cause yeah, he's, he's, and he lives close by to the site too. And so, yeah, he's, he's going to do great. He's going to do really great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, it was really cool to be at the shovel pass. And I think, um, yeah, to your point, right. We, we've got all of these men leading, but we all lead in a little bit different way. And so I think it's cool to just see, you know, whatever he decides to do with the site or, you know, however the packs that are showing up there kind of morph it into what it needs to be. Yeah. Um, it's just cool to, to see. Yeah. 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 Right. I'm curious, you know, as, as we're um, kind of coming to a, a close here, just is there anything that you would want to share with guys um, that we haven't covered? Maybe it's advice or words of wisdom or things that guys got to make sure they're getting plugged into any, anything that comes to mind there. Not really. The one, the one thing I would say is, you know, the shield lock for me has been really impactful. Um, and I would say we've, we've stumbled with what it, what it should be and how it needs to run. But I think it's, it's, I think that for us has been part of the good part of it is that it necessarily hasn't gone exactly how we want it to, but at the same time, it's forced us to address that and, you know, recommit, make changes, do those types of things. So that's been good. So you know, if you have those guys that are out there that you're, you know, pre-rucking with, pre-running with, you know, taking it one step further into that shield lock space, if, if and it's got to make sense. You can't force it. Um, if you try and force it, it's not going to have any value to it. Right. Um, but if you can get get that established, um, it, it, it really is good because it, you know, it's everybody is super forthcoming and humble and, and vulnerable when you're out there. And most everybody will talk to you about anything, but to kind of have that next level where you can really go to these guys with something you're really struggling with. Not that you couldn't talk to about it with other people, but you just get a better picture into what their lives are and what they're dealing with more than just in the mornings. Um, yeah. it, it, it can be really impactful. So don't shy away from that. If, if you have that opportunity and you have those guys in your corner, think about doing it. Heck yeah. Yeah. And the Q source topic on, on uh, shield lock, I think is pretty good as far as structure. You got the three, three three p's or four p's right you know yeah it's been a while since i read it i think it's but, something like that yeah yeah awesome man hey last question for you sort of just as you're thinking about life currently where do you need support or prayers or encouragement when we when we see you out there um anything we could we could be checking in on you with uh right now i think we're okay i mean it's i think professionally like i said last two or three years professionally have just been kind of gray like nothing's nothing's negative but you're just i'm you get to that point professionally where, you know, maybe the rise isn't what it used to be. You start to maybe plateau. And so it's balancing 
oh, what's I think it's maybe expectation um, mm. without it's that balance between settling and or becoming complacent with yeah. except like but finding value and what different ways to find value in what you're doing. Does that make sense? Whereas, yeah. you know, when you're young and you're aggressive, you, you get promotions, you get new titles, you get more responsibility. It's easy to measure what value you add. Um, and even as a, as a dad, you know, your kids get older, um, they don't need you as much. And the mm-hmm. types of, I mean, I, I, you know, my oldest son is 12 and it, he doesn't, doesn't need me like he used to. And I saw on Facebook, one of the Facebook memories popped up this morning from seven years ago and him and his little brother were dancing to the hand clap song in our living room, <laughs> you know, barely higher than my knee. And so you start to think about that and you start to, you, you go through this phase of your life where it's very easy to determine where am I adding value and what my responsibilities are. And as you get older, that changes. Mm. You call it the midlife crisis, if you will, but it, I'm in that transition yeah. period where what defines success and value previous to now to what it is now in the next 10 years. Um, that's what I'm in the middle of right now. Mm. Absolutely, man. Definitely be thinking about you there. It is interesting too. I think as we get, um, as we sort of right size our relationship with like work versus family yeah. and, you know, I'm a similar, um, feeling as you where it's like, is it okay that work that I don't care as much about work? <laughs> no, like, I think so. Weird, I think it's I'm weird. Yeah. It's weird to yeah. feel that way, but it's, you're but right. It's, it, it's so countercultural too, yeah. I think is the other, the other piece because yeah. it's definitely not the norm, yeah. but. Well, man, I, this has been great and just appreciate um, you and who you are, the way you lead, the way you impact uh, the men around you, the way you impact your family. It's just, um, you've definitely impacted me. So I just want to say thank you for your, your time today and just for, for being you yeah. when you're out there. Well, um, likewise, so. man. I'm glad this is pretty awesome. You do this with everybody. So I appreciate you giving us. The yeah. It's a highlight of my day. So <laughs> let's, we'll do a little name Rama here. Sure. Uh, Brandon Clearty, 37, the plague. plague. Ellen ah. Peterson, 41, catch up. Catch up. It's a, I can't do it. Nah, it is what it is. It could be whatever you want to be. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy.